When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's going to be a ton of midshipmen and Marines on hand, I bet too, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's more to send them down to use, and they're led by Molly Hey, Jimmy Murphy here, your host of Bruins Beat on CLNS, and I'm joined right now by NBC hockey analysts. You see him between the glasses and all their broadcasts, and of course he does some work for TSN as well, and you saw him over at the Olympics. Pierre McGuire joining me. Pierre, how you been? Excellent, Jimmy. Good to talk with you. Yeah, and how was, uh, how was the Olympics? If you can put it in a nutshell, if that's possible, uh, just give us a good feel from that Olympics. Uh, it was really well run. Uh, I thought the hockey portions of it were really good, especially on the women's side. I thought the women's tournament yeah. was outstanding. Um, instant classic with the gold medal game between the United States and Canada. Obviously, the United States winning in a shootout. Um, I thought the men's tournament, the skill level was at an elite American Hockey League level. It wasn't at the NHL level, but it was still very good because of the parity in the tournament. Most of the teams were pretty similar except for the Russians. So there were a lot of mistakes. There were a lot of momentum swings. There was a lot of good play. There was some uh, great goaltending, some not-so-great goaltending. So I thought it was really exciting. That's a, probably the best way to sum it up, but it was very well organized. And, you know, one thing I was happy for, and, uh, you know, I got to cover him here in Boston. He, he's just one of the great guys in the hockey world is Marco Sturm. And just seeing what he did with that German hockey program and getting them as far as they did, I thought it sort of saved the men's tournament. I don't know if you agree with me, Pierre. Oh, no, I agree. I think there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. Absolutely, Jimmy. I mean, Marco did a fantastic job. The Germans were, you know, the darlings of the tournament. Everybody thought they were going to be the U.S. version of the 1980 Miracle on Ice team. Um, yeah. And it was, they, they very well could have been <laughs> had it not been for Kirill Kaprasov and uh, yeah. Nikita Gusev and, and Pavel Datsuk. They very well could have been. Um, you know, it was great. That, that part of the event was awesome. You know, one of the things, a little shout out to the New Jersey Devils and Ray Shiro and John Hines and Jeff Ward and Alan Nazardine. Uh, this past fall at training camp with the New Jersey Devils, they actually invited Marco Sturm there to see how they run their systems, to see how they run their training camp, to see, you know, how oh, wow. they put their team together. And, uh, you know, I know Jeff coached in the DEL, the German League, for yep. a long time. And uh, Marco obviously played there and came from there. And so they had a relationship and Ray Sherrill opened the door and Johnny Hines totally approved it. And, you know, I, I think Marco took a lot of his ideology from that training camp experience with New Jersey. So it was kind of a neat little tie into the NHL in North America. Well, of course, to be able to pick Ray Sherrill's mind is obviously going to help you. And I mean, just on that note quickly before we move along here, I mean, do you see maybe Marco Sturm getting a, a job in the NHL someday? 
I think at some point he probably will. I mean, he's, he's carried himself unbelievably well over the course of his career. And he's obviously entered the coaching professional and he's been really serious about it uh, and he's worked at it. So he's not just relying on his name, which is really important if you want to make it in coaching. Uh, so I think at some point he'll probably merit an opportunity. I think it's a little too soon to say, oh yeah, he's going to be a head coach next year. Or the next job opening is going to be his. I think there are other guys ahead of him in the queue, but I think eventually he'll get a job if that's what he chooses to do. It, it's not an easy thing to do. There are only 31 of those jobs right now. And they're not easy to get. And speaking of jobs, uh, we you know one of our greatest sponsors is ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring, posting your position to job sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it? Well, ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BruinsBeat. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BruinsBeat. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Pierre, you come back and look, uh, you know, I know you're not one to brag and you're not one to say I told you so, but you, you definitely told a lot of people, and I listen to you all the time when you're on with our good friend Mitch Melnick in Montreal, that two of the teams to watch, and you, you said this even, you know, last spring, maybe even earlier, uh, coming on obviously with your young prospects of the Philadelphia Flyers and the Boston Bruins. Now the Bruins came on a lot faster than the Flyers, but now the Flyers are right there with them. You come back from the Olympics, and I, I don't know if it was the day you got back or maybe the day after, and they're in first place in their division. Um, just talk about the jobs, you know, that Donnie, Donnie Sweeney have done and, and then Ron Hextel as well. You know, Jimmy, I really believe if you're going to be a manager in this league, and Donnie's done a great job and Ronnie's done a great job, but one of the reasons why both of them have been able to do great jobs, they had a vision for what their job was going to be, and they took their time implementing their vision. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to build their teams in certain ways, and they went out and they mandated to their scouts, draft these kinds of players. They told their pro scouts, let's trade for these kinds of players. Um, but there was patience, there was poise, there was focus, and there was a clear vision for how they wanted to build their teams. And I give Donnie a ton of credit. I mean, he, he knew what he was doing right from the start, and a lot of people took a lot of shots at him. Um, but if I, I would say there's only one constructive criticism I can make about the Bruins since Donnie took over, and that was them not drafting Colin White out of Nobles and Greenow and, and eventually Boston College. He's right there in their backyard. Um, yeah, he's in their backyard, and they took Zach Sinitian, who's yet to really transform himself into an NHL player. And Colin White, obviously, already played in the NHL. That would be the only constructive criticism I can make about the Bruins since Donnie took over. In terms of Philadelphia, everybody's saying, "Well, they don't have a goalie. They don't have a goalie. They don't have a goalie." Well, they traded for a pretty good one, and Peter Mrazek. And I can tell you right now, I'm going to put it out there immediately. Carter Hart is one of the best goalies oh. outside of the National Hockey yep. League. So he's a Philadelphia prospect. So they do have a goalie. He's coming. Uh, and they acquired one to buy them some time so he could be developed properly, yeah. um, you know, with Peter Mrazek. So I think both guys, the number one thing they both had was vision. They really both had tremendous vision. You know, here, Donnie, you, you mentioned Colin White there, and I completely agree with you. But the name that comes up here all the time, I'm sure you imagine it. You know, uh, Barzell. Passed- I know yeah. Barzell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, okay. There were a bunch of other teams that passed on Matt Barzell, too. Um, and that's why he went uh, <laughs> later. 
So let's just put it on the table. Part of why Matt Barzell wasn't picked earlier, there were some issues. Uh, people had some issues in terms of maybe, you know, some of his attitude. Mm-hmm. And so that that's why I think he was a slider. That doesn't mean he's a bad kid because he's not. Doesn't mean he's a bad person because he's not. Um, but there were some scouts had serious reservations uh, and questions about you know what what's his character going to be like. So obviously he's found a way to overcome that, and that's one of the dangers of an 18 year old draft. You know there are some kids that have some attitude, and sometimes you got to look past that. But yeah, I understand people are going to say Barzell, Barzell. That that's I'm just telling you, Barzell wasn't in your backyard. He was playing out in the western part of uh, the United States. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And Colin White was in your backyard. And, and, and you know, it's interesting. You know, you said Donnie has a vision, and, and it was interesting. He brings in Brian Jonter, and he kind of he took a lot of heat for that. They said, "Look, you just went out and got Rick. Why are you bringing in Brian Jonta now?" You know, Brian Jonta. He is from the uh, Buffalo area, Rochester area, more to be exact, but Buffalo nonetheless. And and, and speaking of Buffalo. I'm guessing it was a little further west, and they they got their name based on the the wild and glorious buffalo of uh, the Colorado, Montana, Utah areas, the Rockies, right? But uh, speaking of all that, Black Buffalo is a wonderful sponsor we have here. Uh, And I got to say right now, I got to tell you right now, you need to head to blackbuffalo.com. And use the code BRUINS50 for 50% off of your first order. Ideally, say more than once. Do it as many times as you want. Let me tell you a little bit about Black Buffalo right now, okay? Black Buffalo is the only tobacco-free alternative dip that delivers the same experience as traditional smokeless products, just without any tobacco leaf or stem. Now, listen, I used used to do the dip back in the hockey days. Haven't done it in a while. Got a couple free samples. What the heck? I gave it a little try. I am telling you, the taste, the texture, the rich, dark color, and yeah, the nicotine. It keeps the ritual for you, but you're able to ditch the tobacco. That's Black Buffalo, folks, all right? And Black Buffalo makes tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches in the flavors of wintergreen, mint, that's the one I had. It was delicious. And straight, Black Buffalo sells two packs five packs and merchandise exclusively on their website with free shipping. Again, you can head to blackbuffalo.com right now and use the code Bruins50 for 50% off of your first order. You want to win $1,000? Black Buffalo is also currently running a contest to spread the word about their movement. You can find details at blackbuffalo.com and you can use that code again, Bruins50, 50% 50% off of your first order. Black Buffalo is a proud sponsor partner of a nonprofit dedicated to helping special operations forces transition out of the military and into the private sector. More details about the partnership at blackbuffalo.com. Black Buffalo, born in the Midwest, raised in the South, charge ahead. And then, of course, Brian Jonta goes out in his first game with the Bruins and gets two helpers and and really shows the main reasons they brought him in. And obviously I imagine one of them is leadership and character. And, you know, I was talking to Adam McQuaid the other day about the trade, trade deadline acquisitions and what that means to a dressing room uh, when they see their GM go out and do stuff like that. And he cited Brian Johnson. He says, you know what it means to me? And it's one thing I've always admired about Donnie is that he judges character. And he, he said that saying, I've heard you say with Mitch, he's like, you know what? 
give me, I don't know how you say it there, but you know, I'd rather a lot of character than not just skill. And he, he credited Sweeney for that. And I, I think that Sweeney's done a good job with that, not just with the pro acquisitions, but you just mentioned with drafting and he judges that. Well, this is for the Bruins fan. I say with all respect towards the Bruins fans, because I think their team is phenomenal. And um, I saw this coming two years ago. One of the things you have to have is character, and that's a big part of it, and that's what Gianta provides. But the other thing you have to have is coachability. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why the Bruins have been able to go to the next level is because the players they're bringing in are transitioning to some of these players, whether it be Charlie McAvoy or Matty Grizzlick. Um, you look at the younger players, Jake DeBrusque, uh, eventually Ryan Donato. You look at the way they're playing, they're coachable. So they buy into what Bruce Cassidy is coaching, along with Kevin Dean uh, and, and with the rest of the staff with Joe Sacco and Jay Pandolfo, and they're buying into it. So they have character players and they have coachable players, and that makes a gigantic difference. It makes a huge difference in this NHL where really you have to be coachable because it's such a fast-moving game. Now, if you're not coachable, you're going to have a hard time surviving in the game. You know, last uh, to time ourselves here, but Thursday night – you know, the Bruins had that great game with Pittsburgh, and it was just – it was an old-time 80s game, Pierre. You had so many goals. And then Zdeno Char, at the end of a three-minute shift, takes on uh, Jamie Alexiak and goes toe-to-toe with him. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. People talk about the Tom Brady diet, Pierre. I want to be on a Zdeno Char diet. I don't know what he's doing. But, <laughs> you know, one thing I've seen – you know, I know you're not here all the time, Pierre, but I'm, I'm telling you, I've, I've been around Char since he came to Boston. And – he won't admit it, of course, and the Bruins will never admit it, but you know him, right? Is for, there was a period there after they got knocked out by Montreal in 2014, and when he went through those – the team went through those tough years, but he just didn't seem enchanted anymore. He didn't seem to – he always has that motivation, but he didn't have that sort of uh, – I don't know what the word – like just life about him, like in, about yeah. the game. And I look at these kids right now, Pierre, and I thought that fight was a perfect example because it resulted from, um, I, I think it was Hornquist was going after DeBrusque a lot, you know, and right. he, he loves these kids, Pierre. It's, it, when you hear him talk about it, he's, it, it's almost like he's taking them in as like, you know, sons or, or, or brothers, you know, he's, he's loving being able to help these kids along and loves their enthusiasm. Are you seeing that from afar as well? Well, I've seen it from afar. I've also seen it up close and personal, James, when I've watched him uh, on the bench, when mm -hmm. I've done the Bruins games uh, between the benches. So he's really been great with Charlie McAvoy. He's been outstanding with Matty Grizzlick. He still coaches Kevin Miller up from time to time. He loves to <laughs> talk to him. So I, I think he does a magnificent job with that. You know, I, I saw Yarmir Yager at the tail end of his career, and I never thought this would be Yarmir Yager, but he was an amazing mentor to a lot of guys, Jake Voracek and Claude Giroux, Sasha Barkov down in Florida, uh, Vinny Trocek down in Florida, yeah, say, uh, Nick Bukestad down in Florida. So I've, I've seen, you know, Yarmir over time transform himself into a mentor too, and I think he really enjoyed it. I think Z is, is enjoying being a mentor. I really do. And yeah. uh, he's very good at it. He's very, very good at it. And it's, it's translating into his play. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I think you made a really relevant point. And the truth of the matter is he's having fun going to the rink because yeah. he's full energy. And yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. And that's so important when you get to that sort of age in your career. Uh, Pierre, final question too here. Uh, another thing that Bruins fans, and I don't know how, I mean, I know he didn't have the best game Thursday, but, you know, the guy was lights out from basically November until about two weeks ago. He's human, but 
they just don't lay off to Garask. And, and, and then the big knock on him is that he can't win the big one. I go to bat for him nonstop. It's like an endless argument. But what's your take on Tuca, where he's at right now, and how do you see him reacting to the way the team has gone, the way management went out and said, look, we, we, we think you can go far in a play. What do you see in the near future for Tuka Rask? Well, they're going to need Tuka to really stand up in the playoffs because obviously uh, they're either going to have a really hard, uh, difficult first-round matchup with Toronto, which won't be easy, so the goaltending will be at a premium, uh, or they're going to get maybe a lesser opponent if they're the one seed and then they play the eight seed, but you never know. Uh, LA's won the cup as an eight seed, so it's not an easy thing either. But maybe there won't be as much scrutiny in the first round, but then in the second round there would be if they were to win. So that's he's more than anything else, I think, with Tuca, it's about just being even keeled. Just be even keeled. Um, let the game come to you. Uh, don't be over aggressive. Don't be swimming in net. Just be calm, cool, and collected. There's a reason why Brodeur was so good for so long. He was unflappable, and he never put himself in bad positions. And with Tuca, when his game's not going well, he's swimming in the crease. He's putting himself in bad yeah. positions. He's not anchored. He's not structured. And that's when he breaks down. And I think it's really important that he stay anchored, he stay structured, he stay focused, uh, but let the game come to him. Do you think the knock on him, though, when they say he can't win a big game, is that, is that fair? I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, uh, one of the best performances I ever saw was at the World Junior in 2006. Tuka Rass was a goalie of the tournament in Vancouver, and that was a high-flying World Junior. Trust me, there were a lot of really good players in that World Junior. Um, the Canadians won the gold medal game. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would tell you that uh, Tuka was phenomenal for the Finns. He was off the charts good. And uh, so I've seen him win some big games. I, you know, I've seen him play in the Olympics. I've seen him play playoff games. I've seen him have big wins, but I don't think that's fair. You know, they're always going to say, well, Tim Thomas won us the cup. He did. That's absolutely true. And Timmy was off the charts good. But his running mate was a pretty good player, too, to Karash. He was pretty darn good. That's right. And, you know, I look back even the more recently, Pierre, last year against Ottawa in that series, I don't see that series going six games without Tuka and his performance in that. I think it was a triple overtime game with Corrali yeah. winning it. You know, so yeah. I, 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 I've got faith in him. We'll see what happens. And Pierre, I know you're a busy man. We'll let you go, I mean. And I know that you must be excited for this game in Annapolis. You're hosting there, too. Uh, what's the scene down there? Is it beautiful or what? Yeah, Annapolis is a pretty special place. Um, if you haven't been here, you should come just because of My town. And then I, you, yeah, and you compound it with the Naval Academy. It's spectacular, Jimmy. So, yeah, and the whole scene is going to be beautiful. There's a passion for the sport. They love the Capitals here, but they love the sport here. I mean, you should see the facility at the Naval Academy for hockey. It's it's off the charts. It's really, really nice. So, um, no, I, I'm expecting us to have a really a solid outdoor game tomorrow night. It should be fun under the lights. I, I like doing these games when they're under the lights. I've done a bunch of them, and under the lights is really cool. There's going to be a ton of midshipmen and Marines on hand, I bet, too, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. You, you can run into a lot of them down here for sure. You, you, tell, you tell them I said Semper Fi, Pierre. I come from a family of Marines, and my dad served in um, for the Marines. So uh, tell them thank you for their service and enjoy the night, all right? You got it, Jimmy. Thanks so much for having me on. Take care, and I'll see you around the playoffs. I appreciate it. Thanks, Pierre. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah, you got it. Bye-bye.